Amen. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We just gave you glory. We bless your name. Amen. Thank you so much, sis, for that session of worship and prayer. We do indeed pray for boldness. We do pray. For, we do indeed pray for the ability to just seek God and just ask Him, God, what do you want from us? Let your will be done on a daily basis. This attitude of you know submitting our flesh under the power of the Holy Spirit each and every day without season. I just pray that God will just continue to guide us as we take as we are on this journey of living for him and knowing him more and understanding him more and not only that but also taking upon our uh, our responsibility of making sure that we make disciples of all nations and indeed we need boldness and we need wisdom to be able to do that so thank you so much for that powerful prayer good morning everyone god bless you we thank god for this is a glorious day a wonderful day that we are getting to see once again a privilege and honor glory be to god today is the 20th of january <laughs> i don't know about you but i still remember when we said happy new year it just goes to show that time is constant time is constant and just i want you to just reflect you know, we are just in the first month of 2022 by his special grace. I just want you to reflect on how the past 20 days, well, past 19 days, because we're just starting the 20th day, but how the past 19 days have been for you. Have you seen any significant changes? Have you implemented any significant changes in your life? Have you gotten closer to God? Are you seeing what he is seeing for your life have you inquired of him do you know what's happening are you aware of your surroundings are you aware of what's going on are you aware of the season that you're in you know you always must take time to reflect on what's happening so that we can make sure that we are in alignment amen and um i think it kind of leads to what i want to talk about today not what i want to talk about what i believe i need to talk about with the hope of help of the holy spirit um so i'm just gonna pray and then we're gonna go into the very brief word father god thank you thank you thank you with a grateful heart we come here today as always just to say glory be to your name oh god you are the most high god ancient of days that i am that i am the god that never changes God, that was, that is, and still to come. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your presence here this morning. And I also want to thank you, Lord, for every secret prayer that has been prayed, every prayer from the depths of their heart, because you know the heart of people. We don't know each other's hearts, but you, God, that's what makes you, God. You know our hearts. I pray for every secret prayer, Heavenly Father, that has been uttered to you in whatever state that person has been in, that prayer was heartfelt i pray oh god that you just answer i pray heavenly father lord that you just give us answers you give us wisdom you give us knowledge and understanding of how to go about things that we're going about right that things that are happening right now and i also pray lord that you just speak through me this morning 
and it will not be me that speaks oh lord but it'll be you it'll be you that speaks through me in the mighty name of jesus amen amen okay so today i just wanted to talk to us about you know us getting to know god getting to know god um we are all believers yes and we all know the word yes um we all have probably our favorite scriptures um and we'll maybe have our favorite ministers and it's very easy to kind of uh get very roped into into the uh into what our faith has to offer but i remember i asked uh some people and these are people who have been coming to church for years and this is not to judge them it's just to show how easy it can be to get things wrong sometimes or to not understand certain things and i just asked like how do you hear from god do you hear from god can you confidently say you can hear from god and um uh they said a lot of them said no a lot of them said they were filled with the holy spirit but they couldn't hear from god and um i i saw a lot of confusion there and then i i remember having another discussion with um someone and they said oh um you know they believe that in some cases when when they hear they they think it's the spirit of deception because they will hear something that sounds like god that feels like god but it isn't god it's a familiar spirit and they wasn't sure how to decipher between the two and it was a very interesting conversation because believe it or not there's a lot of um a lot of people who go through this stage like maybe they're praying about something and they really want confirmation and they get in the confirmation but still the situation is confusing maybe it's not making sense to them and i was like one of the ways that you can tell that it's god that's speaking is that even if it's not making sense you still have this sense of peace you still have this this um understanding that okay uh this situation might not look like the way i think it should look but i'm not leaning on my own understanding i'm trusting god but even with that still some people fall into the trap of not understanding that the voice that they're hearing is not the voice of god is their own voice but that's a topic for another day i'm just saying based on that this is why i kind of decided to um why we're going to be looking at this today because looking at what we're <laughs> this is why we're going to be looking at some of the scriptures today and also um understanding that how we can get to know god and how we can understand god is by his word okay getting to know god getting closer to god seeking god learning more about god this primarily happens through his word and of course through interaction with him but through his word especially and the reason why is this i'm going to put the scripture up in the group and it is from second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and i'm going to put the you know the my favorite version passion version okay going to put it in the whatsapp group if somebody could please assist me in putting it in the um telegram group thank you second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 which is the passion version And it says, "Thank you, Father. God has transmitted His very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed, 
It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Um, when I read the Passion Version, I'm going to try and see if I can read another version for you quickly. Um, it's very, very interesting how powerful this scripture is. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It's essentially saying that the Bible is is inspired by God but also written by God pretty much the people who wrote the Bible everyone who wrote the Bible had the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was guiding their pen instructing them on what to write and again it kind of sums up the beauty of the Bible the beauty of the Bible it is a manual it's instructions it provides correction it provides life it provides strength it provides direction it literally provides everything that you need in order to live a sustainable life in today's world and also it kind of basically gives you a more in-depth understanding of god god is all-knowing all-seeing all-wise all-powerful he is he i believe it's impossible to know everything about god because he is god first of all but there are things i mean the word of god the Bible is meant to help you kind of be able to decipher between God and anything that is not of God. So that's how you can get to know God. That's how you can hear God when you are very familiar, when you know who God is. And the only way to know who he is, is by reading. I know that sounds quite sim simplistic because since we started in the faith, everybody says, okay, in order for you to know God, you have to read, you have to pray, you have to do this. But I've realized that if you read without the Holy Spirit or you read without intentionality, it's almost like you're reading and it's going in one ear and out the other. Getting to know God definitely requires you to, getting to know God and getting to know his identity definitely requires intentionality and a willingness to take on board what you have learned because we know that knowledge is power. If you know about God, you know, the scripture um, in Daniel, those who know their God will do great exploits. You have to, you have to know him. You have to know him. So sometimes when I hear my friends say they don't know if God is speaking, they're not sure if God is saying, if what God is saying to them, you know, you kind of have to um, ask, okay, uh, what do you know about God? How does God usually interact with you? Some might have never even had an interaction, but they've had an interaction, but they're not aware that it's God. And that's not okay. And if that's a case that maybe you fall into as well, okay. That's fine. We we now acknowledge that okay, we need to we need to get a clearer understanding of how God speaks and and um and how we do that is through the word and also through prayer and also through praying for an encounter, but mostly by understanding who God is through his word. Um and I pray that we we will do that. As we know, as the scriptures also suggest as well that um the men who who wrote this were filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I was reading a, a, a scripture. I'll just read it out here. Or maybe I'll put it in the group. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says, No true prophecy comes from human initiative, but is inspired by the moving of the Holy Spirit upon those who spoke the message that came from God. 
So, you know, in the Bible and even in today's present age, when we hear prophecy, when we hear the word, when we hear sermons, we believe um, with, by the way, it resonates with our spirit that those who are speaking were inspired and are being moved by the Holy Spirit and that these messages come directly from God. So God is always speaking. God is always speaking. He can speak through people as well. He can speak through situations. And how we can know it's God is by the testing of the Spirit, but just being becoming more familiar with who He is. And I just want to emphasize that that will take um that will take uh what's the word I'm looking for? Holy Spirit help me. Of course, we know that's intentional, but that will take you sort of dedicating time, dedicating time, worshiping. You know, the other day I was just thanking God that I was thanking God for my desk and for my lamp and for my laptop because I was just there listening to worship music and I was in such a calm and peaceful state. And one of the things I was just like, oh my gosh, if I could be like this all the time, if I just literally had the time to always be in a position like this where I'm just at peace worshipping, reading about God and just allowing him to take over my mind and I said okay what do I have to sacrifice to be in this place so I can dwell in his presence so I can go to the secret place, in my case I had to sacrifice some sleep but guess what it's worth it, it's worth it so another way to hear from God is also making the sacrifices necessary in order to make sure that you are in a position where you can hear from him. God speaks all the time. He can speak when you're at work. He can speak when you're in the shower. But then also he speaks profoundly when you have dedicated time to hear him and to fellowship with him and to, and to, and to bless him. Okay. There's so much I could talk about, but I'm trying to keep to time and I will keep to time today. You know, how we can keep, get closer to God and keep in touch with him is just understanding that he desires to speak to us you know he does he designed us to be spoken to we're not just designed to just roam the earth he actually designed us so that we could have a relationship with us I mean if we look at the example of Adam and Eve he was speaking I mean what well, Adam rather he was speaking to Adam he gave Adam authority over the land he was happy with Adam he he loved Adam and he gave Adam free reign. He entrusted Adam with a lot of things. Like this is God, God who is all seeing, all power, all powerful, all knowing. He gave authority to Adam. He blessed Adam. He helped Adam. He he cared for Adam. He monitored Adam. So this is an example again of how intentional God was when He created us and what He wanted for us and His 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 vision for us as His people, as His children. He wants us to understand how powerful that how powerful we are because we were created by Him for a purpose, and that can only be discovered through knowing and seeking His face. Um, he desires for us to grow in his word i mean if we look at the scripture again second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 the bible is designed to instruct and correct give us strength and take right direction and lead us into a deeper path of godliness so he desires for us to grow in him grow in his word to know more about how we should live a holy and righteous life 
the word of God is so powerful because it reminds us that God spoke and things happened. He spoke. He, he The word teaches us about the power of words. <laughs> the word of God teaches us about the power of words. You know, we know that life and death is in the power of our tongue. We know that as we decree on earth, it is decreed in heaven. The word of God in that enables us to understand that God wants to empower us, that we are empowered, that our identity is so beautiful that we can step trample over snakes and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy the word lets you know who you are and who god is to you and i'll just round up by this it's very important that we are guided by the word of god we are guided by the bible it always helps us to find wisdom and the bible the essence of the bible is to is to provide transformation that's how I see it. it provides transformation you know if you get a self-help book by the end of the self-help book you know all these books like oh how to write down your goals or how to clean your room etc these books have an aim to transform your thinking to transform your lifestyle to transform your mind okay talk less about the bible the bible aims to transform your heart you know we pray we want to see God more clearly. We want to hear God more clearly. We want to know God more clearly. Knowing is the heart. Understanding is the heart. The Bible is there to transform your heart and to help you understand how to see God and what to make of your life. You know, we sing that song, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. The Bible encourages you to give yourself more and more to God. It encourages you to let go of the flesh, to submit the flesh under the authority of the Holy Spirit and allow God to move. The Bible teaches you how to do that through prayer, through understanding, through, through, through understanding that, okay, I can't live this life the way I want to live. It doesn't make sense. If I allow God to take full control, full reigns, then things will begin to make sense. So the Bible helps us to recognize what's important in life. It helps us to allow God to set our priorities. It helps us to realize what our priorities are. Um, and um, the Bible, you know, aside from it being one of the most popular books in the world, I mean, I think there's over how many? 17,000 languages. There's been like, 40 million copies sold worldwide i believe it's a book that will never stop being popular it's always going to be in demand it's always going to be everywhere i know there's some countries right now where it's banned sorry for the noise in the background police um there's there's some countries where it's banned there's some countries where it's not appreciated but either way people even in those tough times are seeking actively seeking to grab the bible and then we have some people some people are willing to die just to actually be able to read the bible and then sometimes we have people who don't want to open it at all the bible helps to quench your thirst it helps to increase your knowledge it helps to comfort you. When I was talking to my youth the other day, I said, there's a scripture for everything. Oh, I feel so down and out. There's a scripture for that. Oh, I feel at peace. I'm happy. There's a scripture for that. There's a scripture for every situation you're going through in the word of God. And knowing that God wrote it, it means God is speaking directly to you. 
knowing that God breathed on the word and he inspired those who wrote the word. That means every single scripture is spoken by God directly to you. I just pray in this moment that God helps us to, uh, God provides us with the strength and the zeal to want to know him more intimately via talking to him but also via the reading of the word it's an amazing book written by an amazing god and uh, let that be one of our desires this year to actually read to understand not just to read to say okay i've read a chapter it's okay for you to spend weeks on one chapter to meditate on a chapter you know, sometimes I was thinking about um, when we read the, uh, what's it called, the Bible in one year. It's good. It's good to read the Bible in, year, well, in one year. I find it fan- a fantastic initiative. But what I don't, what I personally don't like is if you're reading just for reading's sake. You know, sometimes you put the Bible on audio Bible, which is good. But it's very easy maybe to not pick up everything that is being said. I don't know, for me anyway, like when I put it on audio, I actually have to read it as well. Um, Because when I put it on audio and I'm going around doing other things, there's things I could miss out on. And then before you know it, okay, well, at least I read my chapter for today. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) You have to study to show yourself approved, like it says in the word of God. And you also have to meditate on the word day and night. Meditate requires your full attention. And you can meditate on the verse. You can meditate on the chapter. It's a lot, as long as the Holy Spirit is leading you. I don't agree to follow trends if that's not what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. The Holy Spirit says, stay on John chapter 4 for a week and read it and read it and read it and read it. Then that's what you should do. So allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Pray before you read the Bible and allow him to lead you on how to go about reading. Thank you so much for for listening. God bless you. I hand over to you, uh, Sister Sylvia. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Can you hear me clearly, please? I want to be sure that there is no network issue. Yes, Um, Yes, we can. All right. Thank you very much. This is an important um, topic. Why I have had a um, discussion with a loved one about this. And in the hearts of a lot of believers, there's a lot of confusion about when the voice of God and then when God speaks. But you see, it's so important for us to study the word of God, and we're going to do that this morning. Lula, thank you for starting this sermon. I'm just going to contribute. But before I contribute, let's pray. Father, I thank you and I acknowledge you as Lord and King. I ask that you take absolute control of this Bible study session. Speak to us through your word, Lord. Give us clarity, give us revelation, and give us insights. For anyone who has been in confusion, oh Lord, please clear the cobwebs of confusion in their hearts. Let them know the truth and let the truth set them free, oh Lord. Father, I also ask that whatever we learn here, whatever you teach us, O Lord, that we'll take it to other people and give them clarity on knowing when you speak, O Lord. I ask, O Lord, that the devil would not succeed in deceiving any one of us here, anyone listening to this sermon. 
I will know you clearly. We will know your voice clearly. I will know you are leading and directing us, O Lord. Father, I also ask that you convict us to repentance. Spirit of God, teach us how to live as children of God. Guide us into the will of the Father. Father, I ask that you touch my lips, O Lord. I present myself to you. And I ask, O Lord, that every word that is spoken from these lips would not be better by flesh, but by the Spirit of the Most High God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. How do you know when God is speaking? So, one can study the word of God and still be in confusion. Like Lola was saying, you can listen to an audio Bible. I also do that. So most times, whenever I listen to the audio Bible, I want to see the text. Why? There's something about the text. There's something about the word. There's something about it. You're just drawn to it. You're just drawn to it. That is why we're encouraged to study God's word, not read his word. When you read his word, you're just passing through. You're just passing through. It's just like someone driving through the neighborhood. You may not know all the houses, but when you walk through the neighborhood, you're taking a walk. You know, it takes time to take a walk through a neighborhood. You start to see the color of buildings. You start to see the people who live in those buildings. You see them when they come outside. You see the color of the cars that are parked in the parking lot of that of the house or, or of the compounds in that neighborhood. You see the flowers, the kind of trees that are grown along the road. You see things, you get details, you find out more information, you know how to navigate the streets. That's the difference between someone who walks through the word and someone who just praises through the word. When you study God's word, you get more details. When you study God's word, you take study God's word, you take more time. Most times we pray before we study the word of God. I believe that that's what we should do. When you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit to come into this, into your Bible study session, you must also give room for him to give you revelation and speak to you. But if you read through, you're just reading through. You may not really get so much. He may speak to you, but you see, it's different. If you come to visit me and you spend five minutes with me, I'll be cordial with you. I may offer you a drink. Have you had water, Lula? Would you like a drink? Let me get you some water. Do you want cold or warm water? In that five minutes, I may not say much. But if you say, oh, I want to, I want to um, spend the night at your place. Sylvia, can I come? I'll say, okay. Okay, okay, that's that's okay. I will make out time to spend time with you. Then if you say I want to spend a week, oh, then we have more time. When you breeze through the word of God, you may not eat as much food as you need. You may eat what you want, but it may not be what you need. Because as you are studying the word of God, the Holy Spirit, maybe you start with Daniel chapter 11. And the Holy Spirit tells you, no, 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 Lola, go to Revelation. So, so, and so chapter. There is something I want you to compare the scripture with. Then you go to Revelation and you're like, whoa. Then he tells you, you need to know how it all started. Go to Genesis chapter 1. So you understand 
how God created man. And you're like, okay. So you go to Genesis chapter one. You are beginning to see clearly what one scripture that you have walked through will show you. Why? This text you are reading or you are studying was better by his spirit and that's the spirit of God. He will navigate you through the scriptures. Don't be in a hurry to go through the word of God. Eat it. It is food. Put it in your mouth and eat it. Spiritual food. Eat it. And when you are eating, you take your time to chew it. So why are you swallowing it? Take your time and chew the word. You miss out on a lot of good things when you just drive through the neighborhood. Take a walk around the neighborhood. See it. Let the Holy Spirit help you navigate those streets, the streets of the word. Oh, streets, Daniel chapter 11, verse 13. Oh, after that street, you go to Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Okay, let's navigate the streets. And he's taking you through the streets of the world. And you're seeing more clearly what God wants you to see, not what you want. That's how a lot of people use scriptures to manipulate others. They go to the word of God and pick out what they want. Instead of navigating through the word as the Holy Spirit leads them. So stay on the word. And that is about studying the word of God. Now I'm going to talk about knowing God. I'm going to talk about knowing God. Because let me tell you the truth. Let's look at the scriptures. I said we're going to look at the scriptures this morning. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Jane, our, our humble secretary. <laughs> Please share the scriptures. I, I noticed that you're sharing the scriptures. So keep sharing. Matthew chapter 4, verse, um, verse 11. Verse 1, sorry. Matthew 4, verse 1. I'll start from there. I'm reading the NIV translation. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If... You are the son of God. Tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written. Jesus was fighting with the word. He was, con he was conquering the devil with the word of God. He confronted him with the, with the word. It is written. Jesus answered, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word. On every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written. Can you see that? The devil knows the word of God. He tempted Jesus with the word. That's what I'm saying. It's not enough to just know the word of God. You must know who the word is about. Else the devil will tempt you with the word. And he said, eh, it's scriptural. Oh yes, it's scriptural. But is it the will of God? Do you know who is speaking the scriptures to you? Because many false prophets right now, it's not even about them declaring, they declare that Jesus is Lord. Clearly. Clearly. They declare that Jesus is Lord, but they are not speaking by the leading of the Spirit of God. So they will tell you, Jane, it is written. And because you know that that is in the scriptures, you will fall for it. 
but it was not the spirit of God speaking. It was a spirit, but it was the devil. The devil was using the scriptures to tempt Jesus, the Son of God. One spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Another spirit came to tempt him with the word of God. Let's see how the devil played this trick. But Jesus, of course, did not fall. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw, throw yourself down. For it is written, he, this is Psalm 91, he was quoting for Jesus. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands. So you will not strike your foot against the stone. Against the stone. Verse 7, Jesus answered, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. We must be very, very watchful. You see why the Bible says we should test all spirits? It says we should test all spirits to test all spirits, dear believers. Don't be too quick to to be, don't be too quick don't be too moved by those who quote scriptures you must test all spirits and you must know God First John chapter 4 verse 1 says beloved the English standard version says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits Spirits is plural, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone into the world. By this, you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming now in the world already. See, in the end times, as the, as the world wraps up, even the very elect will be deceived. I want you to understand that the deceiver will use the word of God. Hey, for you to be the very elect and for you to be de deceived by the spirit of the Antichrist, that means he, he has camouflaged himself in a cloak of truth, which is not the truth, which is not Christ. What do you think is going to be used to deceive the very elect? You think it's sugar? We know sugar. We know the word of God. So he will camouflage himself. You must test all spirits, dear believers. Don't be too excited by everything. Don't be too excited by conferences that everyone goes to. Believers, 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 be led by the spirit of God. The other day, I said the origin of a thing matters. You don't know what, what the origin of certain things are. You don't know. You don't know. Let the Spirit of God lead you. So much is going on, but a lot of believers, you know the truth, believers know, but they are living in denial. Why? It's too pretty to ignore. Everyone is doing it. All my friends are going for it. 
So it's too pretty to ignore. So many believers are allowing themselves get deceived, just like Adam. The Bible says that Adam was not deceived. Why did he fall? It's the same thing that's happening to God's children. Adam knew the truth. He knew what God told him. And the Bible in the New Testament clearly states it. Adam was not deceived. Many believers are not deceived, but they are falling. It's too pretty. They can't ignore it. It's too sweet on the tongue. They can't spit it out, but they know it's toxic. They know that it's poison. Some people even know that they are under the um, shepherd, shepherding of false prophets. Many people know. You know that prophet is not for real. You know. Some people even know that their pastors are not for real, but they are still there. You know that what they are giving you has a big bone that will wound your truth. You know. But just like Adam, Adam was not deceived, but he fell. Is it the spirit of God that is leading you or the spirit of comfort? Is it the spirit of God? You know. Now, let me tell you how you know the voice of God. It's in the scriptures. Everything is in his word. 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 There's no scripture. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Verse 27 to 30. I'm reading the English standard version. Jim, please help me with the scripture to put it up. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. If you are his sheep, you will hear, you will know his voice. You will know. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John chapter 10, verse 27. I'll show you another scripture to make it clear. Then I'll give you an illustration to make it clearer. Daniel chapter 11. Our, our scripture for the year. Daniel, Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11. Thirty-two, verse 32. The king will use the seats to win followers from those who are unfaithful to God. But those who remain faithful, this is the contemporary English version, but those who remain faithful will do everything possible to know him. Now, if you look at other um, translations of that scripture, it tells you, but those who know their God. Do you know God? It helps you fight and fight rights. I'll give you an illustration of what I mean. You've seen the scriptures. Do you know God? Are you reading that scripture because you only want to fetch out the promises and put it in a bucket and carry it on your head? Or are you interested in knowing who God is? Do you only open the Bible when you are doing spiritual warfare? Or do you really want to know God through his word? See, 
when you study the word of God, you know God. You will know when you are being deceived with the same word. You will know. It's those who know their God that will oppose him, that will resist him. I think the Amplified um, Version states, those who know their God will resist him. Yes. 32. With smooth words of flattery and praise, he will turn to godlessness those who are willing to disregard the mosaic um, covenant. But the people who are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength and take action to resist. Do you know God? Being a Christian, are you interested in knowing God? See, I'm going to give you two illustrations. Oluchi has lived with me. Oluchi knows me. Hmm? Even when I'm quiet sometimes and I don't reach out to her, she knows that something is up. Sometimes when I have, when I'm going through stuff, she's led by the Holy Spirit to pray for me. Sometimes when I'm going through a funny season, she is going through the funny season. We know each other. To an extent, we know each other very well. Oli and I, Oluchi and I. If you send, if you come to Oluchi and tell her, Auntie Sylvia said you should take that money for the beautiful fellowship and use it to help her buy a new pair of shoes that she'll replace it. Oluchi will call me immediately. Why? She knows me. That sounds okay. Because I promise to replace, put that money back into the purse. But Oluchi knows me. Oluchi will call me immediately. Huh? What is going on here? This is what I heard. And she may even, she may even, she may even um, confront me. She said, what's going on here? This is not what you told me. This is not how you trained me. And I'm hearing this. Please, did this come from you? Can you, can you see? Number one, Oluchi would doubt first but that doubt would not lead to disobedience she's going to first confirm like david inquired of the lord for clarity she will go back to the person who has discipled her about this matter i've taught her how to handle the purse i've i've trained her on there was a time she was handling the fellowship purse i've trained her on it the, the money god's money must not be used for any other thing but his work you don't even borrow from the purse. How dare you? She knows. So she would, she knows that this is not Mrs. Sylvia. This is not her. Which, what kind of errand is this? No, she will confirm for me. And then I'll tell her, Oluchi, it's not me. Or Oluchi, it is me. Do you see how you don't get deceived? When you hear, take it back to God and ask him. Inquire of the Lord. Father, should I pursue the Amalekites? Should I go after the Philistines? Is this from you? You seek him in a place of prayer. Don't be too quick. That's why I tell you, when you take a word of prophecy, don't discard any word of prophecy, please. The Bible has clearly talked about that. 
take that word of prophecy and pass it through the fire. Take it back. That word of prophecy is supposed to come from the Holy Spirit, right? Take it back to the Holy Spirit. Ask him what to do with this word. What do I do? Inquire of the Lord. How do you want me to go about this, O Lord? Do you have more instructions about this? Do you? Inquire. Inquire of the Lord. Another illustration I want to give you is this. In the Igbo culture in Nigeria, West Africa, when a man and a woman are doing their traditional marriage, there's a point where the woman carries palm wine. Palm wine. Wine gotten from the palm tree. She carries it in a cup. And the groom hides. He hides in the place where the, the ceremony is being done. He hides. Sometimes he hides behind his friends. He goes behind people, strangers. But they do it in such a way that the groom is hard to find she has to search for her groom so she goes with a cup a palm wine cup covers it with her hand a piece of cloth or hanky or something with a plate something and she goes and searches for her husband the one she's about to get married to before the blessing that is traditionally that is done and then the blessing comes then the marriage is done so they tell this young bride to be go and search for your groom she carries the cup filled with palm wine and she navigates and she goes through the place where the ceremony is being done and she's looking for her groom she will search for the groom until she finds him why would she find him because she knows him she has spent time with him. Even if they put on makeup, he puts on makeup, she will know her groom. When she finds the groom, then they kneel down before, is it the elders or the parents, and they pray over. I think she gives him the wine to drink. She kneels down. Yes, when she finds him, she kneels down before him, um, gives him the palm wine to drink. He takes a sip, gives her, she takes a sip. Then they go to the parents or the elders and they pray for them. And that is the traditional marriage. They take their blessings. Now, the woman, that young bride, or young bride-to-be, would find her groom. Why? She knows him. So even if you hide him, she will search for him and she will find him. Do you know God? Even if you search the scriptures, you study the word of God, and this happens to you like Jesus. The devil tells you what no light is written. Would you know if it's God speaking to you? Let's look at the last two chapters, or the last two scriptures, and then I'll round up. Daniel 11. No, not Revita Daniel. It's, um, hey, where's the scripture? First Chronicles chapter 21. First Chronicles chapter 21. The last two scriptures. First Chronicles chapter 21. The Bible says, from verse 1. Satan, I'm reading the contemporary English version. Satan decided to cause trouble for Israel by making 
David think it was a good idea to find out how many people there were in Israel and Judah. He presented a good idea. Many of us have good ideas that are not good ideas. I remember I shared this on a few days ago when someone presented a good idea. He said, I need to check with God. It's, it may be a great idea, but if it's not God's idea, then I have no business obeying that instruction. So Satan came and deceived David. David did not do what he usually used to do. There was something he, he, he used to do. He didn't do it. Verse 4 says, but David would not change his mind. And then he took the census. Verse 7, David's order to count the people made God angry. And he punished Israel. David prayed, I am your servant. Now he prayed. It's now that he did the prayer. That's what most of us do. When the trouble comes, that's when we pray. When that idea enters your mind, can you stay in the place of prayer and ask God, is this from you? Verse 8, did he pray? I am your servant. What I did was stupid and terribly wrong. Please forgive me. But there was a, there was a consequence because how many people died in one day? Verse 9, the Lord said to God, one of David's prophets, tell David that I will punish him in one of three ways, but you will have to choose which one it will be. God went to David and told him, you must choose how the Lord will punish you. There will be three years. Listen to this. This is the consequence of not inquiring of the Lord. <clears throat> God went to David and told him, you must choose how the Lord will punish you. Will there be three years when the land won't grow enough food for its people? That's option one for punishment. Or will your enemies constantly defeat you for three months? Option two. Or will the Lord send a horrible disease to strike your land for three days? Option three. Think about it and decide. But because I have to give your answer to God who sent me. Verse 13. David was miserable and said, it's a terrible choice to make, but God is kind and I'd rather have him punish you than for anyone else to do it. Verse 14, so the Lord sent a horrible disease on Israel and 70,000 Israelites died in one day. I'll be in three days. Okay, horrible disease. Thank you. He said three days. And said, because of this one mistake he made, what mistakes are you making that people, even your children will suffer for because you're not asking God? What mistakes are you making right now that you think is God's will? Is it a job, a business, your location, forgiveness? What is it? Because sometimes that thing, see, David didn't die. Other people died because of his mistake. The mistake that Adam made, Adam was not deceived though. He, that mistake he made, till now humanity is paying the price. Verse 14, so the Lord sent a horrible disease on Israel and 70,000 Israelites died. Then he sent an angel to destroy the city of Jerusalem. But just as the angel was about to do that, the Lord felt sorry. God is compassionate. The Lord felt sorry for all the suffering he had caused the people. And he told an angel, stop. They have suffered enough. This happened at the threshing place that belongs to Aaron, 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 the genocides. 
David saw the, can you imagine how horrifying that is? David saw the Lord, verse 16, David saw the Lord's angel in the air, holding his sword over Jerusalem. Here are the leaders of Israel who were all wearing sacraments, bowed with their faces to the ground. And David prayed, it's my fault. I sinned by ordering the people to be counted. They have done nothing wrong. They are innocent sheep. Lord God, please punish me and my family. Don't let the disease wipe out your people. Can you see the consequence of not inquiring of the Lord? From this scripture, if there's anyone we learned about that inquired of the Lord, is this same David? Is, you can have a tra track record of inquiring of the Lord and mess up at one point, and that mess up will affect everyone around you. Always ask God. We will take the last scripture that there was something that happened to me. Just before I left Abuja, a few weeks or like a month or two before I left Abuja, one day I was in my kitchen and I heard a voice tell me what to do. Shortly after that, a few seconds after that, immediately, not even shortly, immediately, I heard that was not my voice. So the devil spoke to me and camouflaged himself as God, as God, but. God immediately told me that was not my voice. Do you know when that thing happened? I cringed. It was very scary, but very comforting. Why? The more you spend time with God, intimacy is a powerful thing. God knows God intimately. It helps. That's why a young bride or young bride to be will be able to find her husband in the crowd even when he's hidden she knows him no god that's why god gave us that instruction this year the prophecy is about persecution but the instruction is no god just two word a two word instruction no god oh no god spend time with the father Spend time in his word. Speak to him. Have conversations with him. Preach about him. No God, be led by his spirits. See first Psalm of chapter 13. Verse 1. Let me quickly breeze through this. It took David and his men three days to reach Ziklag. But while they had been away, the Amalekites had been raiding in the desert around there. I'm reading the contemporary version. They had attacked Ziklag, burned it to the ground, and had taken away the women and children. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they saw the burned out ruins and learned that their families had been taken captive. They started crying and kept it up until they were too weak to cry anymore. David's two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, had been taken captive with everyone else david was desperate his soldiers were so upset over what had happened to their sons and daughters that they were thinking about stoning david to death but he felt the lord giving him strength and he said to the priest listen in a time of confusion and great distress what did david do and May we not forget this. Father, may we not forget what we are learning this morning. Never ever in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. David 
David was desperate. His soldiers were so upset over what had happened to their sons and daughters. And they were thinking about stoning David to death. Can you imagine? You know how mighty David's army was? The Bible talks about David's mighty men. Can you imagine those people wanting to stone him? But he felt the Lord giving him strength. And he said to the priest, Abitha, let's ask God what to do. It's your solution. Ask. Inquiry. So when you hear two conflicting voices, pray. Pray until you get clarity. Abitha brought everything he needed to get answers from God. And he went over to David. Then David asked the Lord, should I go after the people who raided that town? Can I catch up with them? Go after them, the Lord answered. You will catch up with them and you will rescue your families. God answered him. God answered him. God answered him. That last good idea you got, have you presented it to God? The last good idea you got, have you presented it to God? What did God say about it? Are you in a hurry to accomplish it than to hear from God? Are you in a hurry to sort it out? Let me get it sorted out. See, if you're going to work with God, you must be very patient. You must be a very patient person. Because sometimes, He will not give you the answer immediately. You have to be still and know that he's good. So you're asking him, should I marry David or should I marry Paul? You're, you're not sure of whom to marry. They all seem like the real deal. But of course, one is Ishmael and the other one is Isaac. One is the promised husband. The other one is not, but looks like. And you know. So you're not sure. But because your parents are always on your neck and there's pressure from outside, David was under pressure. They wanted to stone him. They are taking, not only did they take their wives and children, even his own. They wanted to stone him to death. Because you are under pressure, you decide, let me just do a mini The fairest of them all. Then you choose and go. I say, I prayed about it. Yes, I, I know you prayed about it, but did God speak to you? Did he speak? Wait, wait, are you in such a hurry that what he says doesn't really matter? You just want to fulfill all um, right, righteousness that you prayed. Today, present your request to God. Ask God. Even the word of prophecy over your church, over this fellowship, take it to God and pray about it. I remember the day I released the word. I told you guys to pray. I think I remember telling you guys to pray. I think I remember that day, 1st of January. Pray. Anytime you get a prophetic word, pray. Talk to God about it. Don't be too quick to run with anything. Go back and inquire of the Lord. One mistake you make can affect, can affect generations after you. It's not just about you. It's not just about you. The Lord tells you, go to Canada and go to Egypt. And you start a family in Egypt. 
but that was not what he said and it affects your children and the children coming after you or he tells you go to Syria and you go to um, Kenya he said no of all places not Syria oh no no I can't go to Syria and he's telling you to go there but no not that land I want to go to another place and you plant that family there but that's not where God wants your generation to spring for fun Let's be very careful about the decisions we make. Take everything to the Lord in prayer. Everything. Everything. I pray that this word goes forth and blesses you. I pray that it does the work it's been sent to do. I pray that it brings clarity to everyone who listens to this word. I pray that it comforts you and gives you deep revelation as you meditate upon all the scriptures being read to thee. That we read today in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Have a blessed day, and please don't forget that God loves you. Make sure you lead the soul to Christ today. Help someone in faith. Even help other believers around you. Encourage them. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you. God bless.